Hello and welcome to the Sutra Sidewatch 2022 preview. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me hosting is... I'm Brandon from Apollo City Comics. We have a special short episode for you today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our New Year's episode of From Russia with Love with Sean Connery. Another James Bond film there for you. But uh, here we have our full schedule for 2022. And uh, it's it took some time. It definitely took longer to concoct this schedule than it did the first year because we had all of the kind of things we wanted to come back to with more films from specific directors and themes from the first year. And then now a bunch of new ideas. So, you know, not room for everything. And we had to uh, figure out what we wanted to do. But would you say we're ready to just go through this stuff month by month? Yeah, let's alternate. I'll take January and we'll just alternate from there. Sounds um, good. And it kind of falls into the line of what we chose pretty much. And for being volume two, this was kind of like, you know, this was very challenging. We chose, I feel, you know, I had a blast in volume one. 2021 films was just so, so great. Like I, we saw some cool stuff. We got to talk about some cool things and I had an absolute blast. And that's what made this one, this list so intimidating. Cause we're like, how do we change how do we evolve? How do we like find funner films, deeper films, more meaningful, something we could learn from, but also still have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we do the show. This is really, you know, just for those who don't like, you know, know or haven't heard too much of the show, but like we, when we first spoke about this uh, show, I was telling Kamran that I was like, I want to continue studying film. I want to still continue to like, I'm out of school. I want to still make sure I'm keeping up like with a good diet of great cinema and that way i could learn and you know kind of as i find more interest into that industry that i never imagined i would have i'm very much a comic book oriented person but my last few months in school i really got into film and so that's kind of where part of where this idea had sparked it was like one of the one of the pieces of wood that was added to the fire that you know we ignited so I was looking into a lot of independent filmmakers and uh, filmmakers that like just kind of do a lot for the industry. And so January, I, I told Kamran, I was like, I'm going to fight for this no matter what you say, but I want to do a Spike Lee month. And Spike Lee is an extraordinary filmmaker because he's the writer, producer, director behind the majority of his films. And we're doing Mo Betta Blues and Malcolm X and yeah. two different points of his career. Um, both have Denzo in them and oh man I've seen bits and pieces of both of them like they're just like two scenes from each one and I was like I need to like study up on this this is amazing I have to say like uh my opposition to Spike Lee was probably when you're like I'm I want this I need this my full opposition was like all right okay <laughs> I know yeah that's <laughs> like all right um it's a very interesting set of movies just because I've never, I didn't, I don't know shit about Movetta Blues. Like, this is the first time I'm going to be watching this, whereas Malcolm X, I saw in school at some point. Hmm. And what's, both have Denzel Washington, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's, it, we're Denzel getting kind of hand in hand, yeah. Spike Lee and Denzel Washington, which we did this a couple times this year, which we'll talk about the other one in a bit, but. I did like that uh, we got a 
I guess honestly, this is our this is our first time just covering anything black, really. Yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy. I'm very into black culture, and just I mean, a lot of that type of stuff. I really got into like a lot of activism. Um, for a long time, you know, growing up as a punk rock kid, like I just like was always researching certain stuff. And when it comes down to the justice system and, you know, when it comes down to how people are treated and the extraordinary differences that like exist within our own country and culture, I, you know, El Palo City Comics did a whole episode on, um, uh, like on black comic book characters and like, you know, and kind of gave a history lesson of why, there really wasn't any to a certain point and Jack Kirby had paved the way for a lot of that type of stuff but even how like restricted creators are and how difficult it, it was for you know any you know female or you know anybody that wasn't like white skin to get into the comic book industry and stuff like that's always just fascinated me because it's it's just not it still goes on no matter how far back in time you go like it still exists to this very moment and I think, you know, discovering Spike Lee over the last few months and seeing what he did, it's like, oh, okay, so this is just furthering my educational understanding of certain things. And I just, you kind of, it's like a double win for me in that sense. No, for sure. And like looking back, like when I was younger, it never even crossed my mind at all. Like I never thought about this. And I just knew like, when you think of Spike Lee, you just hear it's a Spike Lee joint and you go, you just nod your head and say, oh, okay, it's a Spike Lee joint. And you don't really understand what that means really like i've only seen yeah. i want to say like maybe three of his movies i seen malcolm x i've seen black Landsman, which has been probably his most recent one of his more recent movies and stuff but he's got a lot more than you think about and like looking at the list of actors i had my whole life that i loved like they're all white because <laughs> there was nothing else like there wasn't much else in general not even me, like someone that's like Mexican, had much to choose from for like Mexican actors either. So it's been like a whole mm -hmm. thing, like where you look at Spike Lee, you look at Robert Rodriguez, and like the changes they make and things like that. So it's really a, it's a really interesting thing there to have. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to find something real fast before we move on to the next one. But there was like a radio voice I want to say that was called Spike Lee, and he was like this white dude, and, um. I, I got him mixed up for a long time because then I'd hear a Spike Lee joint and stuff like that. I was like, that old 50s radio voice that like did like wonky sounds and everything. And then I discovered like, oh, this Spike Lee is the direct opposite of that. Wait, it's wonky <laughs> sound. Are you talking about the dude from Police Academy, Carl Winslow? No, like literally there's a, like, a, like a radio talk show voice from like the 50s or the 40s called Spike Lee. And okay. that's like the John Wayne, like Abbott and Costello days, like the, when those were on the radio. You know mm, what I mean? Like, I gotcha. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll find it. When we do these episodes, I'll, I'll have it ready yeah. by that time. But I'm sure like this paved the yeah. way where we have like, you know, Jordan Peele now who just is making fucking yeah. A plus work right now. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen any of it. What? I'm like sad that oh I haven't. God. Yeah, I know. Um, it's going to. Yeah, get out yeah. for just watch get out before anything else just watch get out that movie is fantastic do it on the show. holy crap do it on the show all right uh ready for their february yeah february. we go back into the classics so we've made sure we're still dedicating february june and november to james bond until we run out of james bond and we've already finished george lazenby his one film is finished so sean connery brandon's favorite james bond will be taking over February entirely since he actually has more films than I thought he did considering his yeah. like non uh what was the picture non legendary right 
Non-neon. Non, non-neon. Okay. Uh, film. And we have his third and fourth films uh, in February. Goldfinger and Thunderball. Uh, those came out like 1964, 1965. Like this is back when Bond's still very annual in terms of his releases. And you're going to get a lot in these compared to like what we had in Dr. No and From Russia just because you're going to get into wacky, more like known villains very quotable things especially in goldfinger but it gets harsher things get crazier there's a lot more like oh what if this happened what if there's a thing with a plane or stuff underwater like you're gonna get all these (laughs) interesting aspects where you're now seeing the more iconic james bond of like oh anything can happen anything that Mm -hmm. anything that you think could be a cool crazy espionage story well that's gonna happen now so prepare for that um there's not much more to say with the Bond stuff. Like, you guys already know what you're getting into. But yeah, that's just kind of the, the preview for those. Especially Goldfinger. Because Goldfinger, you're getting a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, this is where this starts for the Bond movies. This is kind of mm-hmm. the catalyst film for a lot of those kind of things. For sure. And, you know, go over March, too. Because I was uh, you're the one that's running that part of the, okay, yeah. the show that month. So, this is our first, like, of course, Bond's repeatable. But that's just the theme, really, of Bond. But there were a couple studios and directors we wanted to continue with. We didn't want to get rid of certain ones, but we said, like, you know, goodbye for now to David Fincher. He's been replaced, like, January was Spike Lee now. But Hayao Miyazaki is at least retaining half of March. Uh, But March will still remain with uh, Studio Ghibli. Uh, We're going to give his second film, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, the limelight here. And it's going to be, you know, good time there. Uh, It's going to be a lot different than nausicaa nausicaa is very much like you know there's feelings of war apocalypse things like that like nature has come back and then castle in the sky another thing of like yo destroyed um utopia place and now like there's people doing different things and they find all this beautiful technology there's villains pirates all that kind of stuff neighbor todoro is completely different than that it is a lot more smaller scale very family oriented. There's no crazy action, no chases, nothing like that. This is going to be a lot more, um, I would say, intimate in terms of just like very, very much like think of family and siblings and parents and things like that. Uh, whereas the other film, Grave of the Fireflies, is done by the other, I would say, next to Miyazaki, the second biggest director from Studio Ghibli, uh, Aseo Takahata. He, uh, I really hope I said that correctly, but this film is like World War II oriented with the bombs that go off at the end of the war and you know you all know what i'm talking about there but that is going to be a complete opposite where totoro is going to feel like a very nice good time uh grave of fireflies you're going to feel potentially i've never actually seen this but i've pretty much heard you are guaranteed to cry during this movie this movie will make you very sad it'll make you cry uh it's gonna be very serious and so that one potentially where you know, we'd get more behind the scenes of like why Miyazaki wanted to do Totoro and what prompted it, like what made him want to do this type of film, what inspired it. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies will kind of potentially bring more of historical value into it with the war, uh, World War II to be exact, and like all of that surrounding that and more so the, um, I guess, ramifications of America dropping the nukes on Japan. So that'll be much more of a talk there with that. So prepare for completely different conversations in those movies whereas like you know last year we we would talk about something and kind of it would 
we'd be easily able to transition to the next movie and it'd feel like we were still having the same conversation. This mm-hmm. should have it so where they're completely different. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Well, that flows well into our next month, with the, which is Bakshi, Ralph Bakshi month. Um, kept that one around. I think his work is just too phenomenal to, to just let go at the moment. Um, and we were both in agreement. So just like, let's do, let's do more. Like for what we saw American pop, ah, just a beautiful film Yeah, and fire and ice, you know, it kind of reignited Lands that, of high adventure, of that fantasy. high adventure stuff that only yeah. we're the only two people that we know besides, I think like I have one other friend who loves like mm-hmm. that high fantasy shit. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing uh, Wizards, which is a blend of fantasy and what, you know, is supposed to be sci-fi, but, you know, it's pretty damn true right now. So it'll, I saw Wizards for the first time, I, I think about in, in 2020 when COVID started. I've never um, seen it, so it should be interesting. Dude, I, I it always been on my radar because there's a, there's a character in there that I've seen everywhere, like on a poster or a sticker or a t-shirt, like just like images of this red character. And I... I, I I blew my mind. It was it's it's a very you're not prepared for what you're gonna see. Like it's it's good. It's so I'm so excited. And then the Lord of the Rings, a fan favorite of our of us both, you know. But Ralph Bakshi did. Oh my God, his rotoscoped Lord of the Rings. Have you seen it before? I've seen parts of it, so I don't even know how much I've heard. Like it doesn't even cover the full trilogy. I no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, because then they have like a Return of the King, which is kind of like a sequel, but has nothing to do with like how Ralph Ralph's direction behind it all. Um, man, it, I am hyped. I haven't seen it in years. I've been wanting to see it. I've been craving it. So it, again, our our fantasy month essentially. Yeah, and we wanted to also retain like it wasn't necessarily that we wanted specifically Ghibli and Bakshi, but they're still I would say more of the lesser known i mean not lesser known but like you know you think when you hear animated you're like oh disney you mean like the disney movies and stuff or pixar yeah so these were the most well known and we wanted to keep it so we would at least have two months of animation yeah for sure yeah and now it's it's really good stuff just to appreciate like it's some of these directors are you can't just be yeah. one and done. Like you, you do gotta. No, I don't know if I want back to the year after, just because I know what comes next, and I don't think I want to do that personally. Fritz the cat. Yeah, yeah. See that exactly. <laughs> that's a new. You're gonna say that, so I don't want to do that again next year. <laughs> this is the last year of back to people. <laughs> I want to do with cat. Oh. Fucking fuck shit, and you know, cat sex. I don't need that. I don't need that kind of thing in my life. Oh, but <laughs> I'll drink a but lot babe. if we did that. I'll drink a lot <laughs> in that episode, <laughs> watching it and talking about it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Shit. But well, kick us off in May. May is okay, this is like I thought about this, and this is more not necessarily um something that this is something that could be continually evolving. So basically, uh this month you could call it like Cowboy Samurai Month. This is yeah. a combination of Akira Kurosawa and uh Sergio Leone, which I feel like it doing last year's grindhouse with tarantino and rodriguez how they kind of complimented each other uh made me realize i could do that with something else and that's what made me think about this where um i you know we've had him on for the show before roman fruhan introduced me the akira kurosawa film yojimbo and i'm like oh what's this about and he's like hey have you ever watched you know you've seen the clint eastwood movies right and i'm like yeah i love the clint eastwood movies like good the bad and the ugly is probably one of my favorite films of all time and he's like dude this is like 
his first movie, like there's a trilogy of movies from Clint Eastwood. It's like A Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, and then The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. A Fistful of Dollars is fully influenced. It's pretty much just a Western take, like a take on it, on Yojimbo. It's the same exact like uh, premise where there's a guy that comes in and like kind of plays both sides of these warring factions as like a gun for hire. Uh, and it, it's got everything in it. It's like a classic Western, but Yojimbo is a classic samurai film. It's black and white, and it's one of the earlier uh, Akira Kurosawa films, and it's pretty much so well-known. It's one of the very first Criterion movies, which Akira Kurosawa, mm-hmm. I think, has, like, when you look at the Criterion numbers, they number all their films in order of, like, what was added to the collection. He is at number one. Oh, wow. uh, I believe with, um, I want to say... I could be wrong. I think it was Seven Samurai, I think was the first one. But Yojimbo and its sequel film, uh, Sinjaro, uh, Sinjaro, I believe, was the uh, like close follow-ups to it. And the thing with Akira Kurosawa, which we could do more stuff later on, is he inspired Spaghetti Westerns. He inspired Star Wars. Like There's a movie yeah. called Hidden Fortress that inspired the original Star Wars. So the way I see it mm-hmm. is uh, this month I'd almost want to like fight for in the future where it's things that were more so inspired by Akira and you could have like Westerns, you could have Star Wars, you could have other things like that. But there's a lot of things that go hand in hand uh, yeah. that you can oh, see yeah. from it. But this is the very first one just because it's kind of like the intro to everything. It is Yojimbo uh, from Akira Kurosawa and then A Fistful of Dollars from Sergio Leone. And I think of all the months coming out for the next year, this is the one I'm most excited about will be in May for sure easily yeah Yeah, that uh that's one they've been on my radar for since before we met um i was doing a lot of samurai research and everything and man i was i was working on a story for stuff and those were just two of the films i was like well if i watch one i have to watch the other just to get the the vibe for both um super hyped for that and i do want to there is a book i uh, there's i don't know i know there's a book that exists probably but a book i want to read for that month wouldn't necessarily be about a movie it would be about the director of Akira. Like I want to read about him Ooh. and things like that. Like I want to know exactly what influenced him for everything and really get through that. So if I can do that before May, that'll, that's like my, that's the thing I want to read before anything else. Yeah. Potentially oh, if man. I can get that done. Tell me, and if there's something for Sergio that. too, I'd love that. Cause he's spaghetti Westerns. Like that was the Marvel stuff before Marvel came. Like Westerns mm-hmm. were big. You guys don't get yeah. it. Like they were big, yeah. um, but all right, I'm going to, hand it to you for june sir so we're doing back to bond and it's actually a triple film month so we're doing the spy who loved me <laughs> and you could just only hear the spy who shagged me that's so <laughs> ridiculous like and moonraker and license to kill um i believe one of those is a short story i think the other two are books though damn License to Kill, is that supposed to be the last short? That's one of the last short stories? So I think they, I think that's one of the last short stories. I would say. Okay. No, Octopussy is. Damn, I got to look into that. <laughs> that might be intense. We'll find out. But it's got two Bonds, right? We got Roger Moore and then Timothy Dalton. This is Timothy Dalton's last yes. film. Yeah. His second yeah. and last film. Kind of yeah. just like George Lazenby, we, we introduced and exited at the same time in the same episode. Briefly, uh, yeah. But Timothy Dalton will be the second Bond to kind of get crossed out here it's like it's kind of like musical chairs i feel like we're doing with bond <laughs> yeah yeah seriously yeah and it's i i think i've only seen parts of moonraker i don't think i've, I've seen the other two okay we could always also we could replace um 
the the third Bond film next June with Hot Fuzz because that's another movie Timothy Dalton's in with Sean Connor, uh, Sean Sean Pe- Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Oh man, next the following year. Okay. All right, July time. Um, July time. All right, so Steven Spielberg guys. Uh, actually, did you want to talk about this month? I think. Do you want to talk about this one? Because I could talk about um, the Tarantino. Rodriguez. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm actually just double taking. Yeah, I have to read three books that month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're working <laughs> out for you, sir. But we're doing uh, Firelight and Jaws for Steven Spielberg month. Um, Firelight was his first film that you chose, correct? Uh, yeah. I figured, you know, we had talked about it before where uh, if we're going to choose, when we choose a director, it's very interesting to see the thing they're famous for, what they have the highest budget on versus their very first film where you see the least amount of potential like exec hands in there where it's them going kind of like, this could be your first and last film depending on how you pull with it. So you see kind of what they do with the very first film they, they get. Yeah, yeah. And so I I've, I know nothing about Same. Firelight. I'm very We're kind of going in blind on purpose, really yeah yeah that one that's one of the exciting months like ooh, both of us are new to this like and the other one is jaws dude i have not you seen wanted jaws. To, you wanted this one you you were asking I wanted for this jaws. One. yeah i asked for jaws i really wanted to it's just you know i want to cross it off my bucket list and i feel that and this is me as somebody who hasn't seen it is that it's that good where we can make a full episode out of it and just be like whoa you know? and it's around a time for shark week too i think <laughs> i think so we'll try to find that out for release for sure um, oh my god you know what August. i forgot oh what I, I forgot to talk about it in uh from russia with love but I, i'll just say it here really fast uh donald um the 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 main villain in from russia with love donald grant played by robert yeah. shaw uh-huh. he is quint or quinn in jaws which when you see jaws oh, wow. you'll understand exactly who that i'm gonna point him out to you and if you can remember who how he was in From Russia and see who he is in Jaws, your jaw's gonna drop. No pun intended. I did not even intend that. I I didn't. I swear that was not intentional. I just thought about that after I said it. But oh it'll be God. pretty I'm hyped big for that. Yeah, we got to keep that as a show note. Yeah, and keep that. He's that. also the main Nazi enemy in the Battle of the Bulge, that war movie I wanted to pitch, oh, uh, wow. that didn't make it for this cut. But yeah, he he's a lot more stuff than I thought he was. Yeah. That's dope. Um, but this next month, Grindhouse Month, that's that's all you. Well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I'm actually attached to both these movies. I'm glad. In a really big way. Because we're getting... Well, Grindhouse, so I, I, this is the one where, you know, you wanted Spike Lee, and the one thing I've been wanting to kind of maintain, I'm like, if I could keep one thing each year, like, just kind of, I want to do as many as I can, is the Tarantino Spielberg ones, just because of how unique they are and how much fun they are. Uh, and... You know, we did Grindhouse Collection last year because it was the Grindhouse Collection. It kind of fit hand in hand. <laughs> Literally, there. yeah. And then I thought we watched it and, we, you know, we had Roman on. We were talking about it and then it, we were discussing all of it. And we're like, yeah, these are kind of like their weakest movies, really. <laughs> like, these aren't even their biggest movies. We're just kind of picking their whatever movies. And I'm like, yeah, let's do just like we said before with uh, Firelight and Spielberg. El Mariachi and Reservoir Dogs are respectively Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino's first films that they did. So... Dude, I was obsessed with Reservoir Dogs. It's very, there's so much iconic stuff in Reservoir Dogs. And then 
El Mariachi, like it just transitioned to that afterwards once I found out about him. Dude, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good month. What's crazy too, El Mariachi is like, when we're going to talk about it, it's going to be great because it's part of a trilogy. And in most, you know, trilogies, you think about it, like the first film is the biggest part of the trilogy for the most part, unless you're like Empire Strikes Back or something. But mm -hmm. this is the one time, this is like the one movie where the next movie that comes overshadows the previous completely where most people don't even really know about el mariachi compared to like desperado and once yeah. upon a time in mexico yeah. so it gets it's it, it's very very interesting how that goes and you see robert rodriguez without a budget versus later on <laughs> with a budget and you're like exactly oh shit okay i get all right all right this dude's cool and and just to get you guys excited for rodriguez like Right now, uh, I believe today, we're, re we're recording this on, um, what is it, the 29th, right? Yeah. This is the yeah. first day uh, Book of Boba Fett has started, which he's <laughs> yeah. doing. He's direct, like, that's his, uh, that's his series. So, you know, if you're watching that and you're enjoying that, look forward to this in July or August. Sorry, August, yeah. yeah. hilarious. I'm literally going to, like, walk away and watch that right when Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, what's going on in September? <laughs> so September was a wacky month. Dude, it, this... Uh... <laughs> I, I had it, yeah. seen I had seen certain movies over COVID and everything and I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna pitch this and you know and it's just one of those things I, I guess like you don't expect, but just like as appreciation of film and story and all that. Dude, we're doing a Billy Crystal month. <laughs> it's a but it's also a Rob Ryder. This is what I was talking about where we were talking about like an actor and a director, like yeah. how mm -hmm. Denzel Washington is in everything with Spike that Lee. Spike Lee directed. Uh, yeah, Billy Crystal is just like Billy Crystal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah, all this stuff yeah. that Rob Reiner directed that I didn't know because we're like, you want you're like, can we do When Harry Met Sally? And I'm like, what the fuck are we gonna put that with? And why do you want to watch When Harry Met Sally? And because you want you said like, was it rom com or just romance that you wanted to do? It was like, yeah, I think it was like, yeah, well, we needed to get like a romance or rom com type of thing. And I was like, this is a fucking this is a gem right here, actually. And we were trying to figure out what uh could go with it. And I just said Princess Bride, not knowing. Neither, neither one of us. Like, that's <laughs> both directed by, and Billy Crystal has a role in it. I don't think it's a big role. It's been years yeah. since I've seen that movie. But I, and I, yeah. I think Billy yeah. Crystal plays the Andre the Giant guy in Princess Bride. I think that's him. Yeah, yeah I think that's him. Oh, yeah. I'll throw a rock at you. <laughs> and. Man, yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be a nice little. It's gonna be a different type of vibe that we've had for any month ever. I feel yeah, Tem like, temporarily replacing different. Mel Brooks. Because um, we yeah. we know we want to bring. Eventually, we'll bring back Mel Brooks. It's not like a yeah. we're done forever with Mel Brooks. We love Mel Brooks. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. We we will. We just have to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do so much at once. That that's that's why that's what we're saying. Like you notice, like like I said, David Fincher is not there. George Lucas. We already knew we weren't gonna come. Like. We're like, we're not going to do Star Wars right now or yeah. Red Tails or uh, what What was that weird fairy movie he did? Because it's like directed. Oh, his, his list is yeah. pretty short. But uh, yeah, we took him out. We took out uh, Mel Brooks. We took out, uh, for now, James Cameron. Because James Cameron also has a yeah. bunch of big stuff that we'll mm -hmm. come back to, of Eventually course. Eventually get back to. Yeah, there, there's a lot. That's the thing. Like, there, there's going to be a lot of stuff. But uh, October... October is packed. October is and, packed, but you know, for good the reason. reason why, yeah, we, we realized last year that like what I did was I did a vampire marathon, <laughs> a vampire -a thon and 
I just tore through as much vampire stuff as I could in a month. And oh my gosh, it was a lot. It was a whole lot. But um, so we realized we were like, all right, we want to do all these horror things because we're both fans of horror. And so we got to like kind of cram some stuff in. Um, but we're kind of getting the essentials down first. Yeah. There, and there's such a fat list we have for October just because there's so many different things. Um, we've done Nosferatu. We've done Dracula, which Nosferatu in and of itself was kind of its own standalone thing, whereas Dracula was one of the Universal Monster movies and pretty much like the first one. And it's like, you know, he's only one of many universal monsters and yeah so and this isn't even all the <laughs> these aren't even all the universal monsters but uh and not all of their movies because when you look at their list just from universal it's kind of crazy how many there are yeah. but uh we chose most of them are very iconic uh we the first like of the the weeks we're doing we're doing frankenstein the, the original one we're doing the mummy like the boris karloff mummy film the classic one uh you'd say the wolfman but no that's not the case because we i wanted to do the this is where i actually pitched this um normally you'd say wolfman but that's not the first universal werewolf movie the very first one was werewolf of london which you know makes you think about the uh uh john landis like american werewolf in london which is probably yeah. where it got its uh you know influence from but this is like the original werewolf movie from universal and we're going to check that out instead of Wolfman just to see exactly what it did and potentially like how different it is from what like I guess we'd think of like Wolfman. And that's easy to think about because it's literally just a hairy guy running around like, Wah! and that's it. Uh, the other being Creature from the Black Lagoon, which came way later and is going to be very interesting. And obviously we couldn't get all of them. Like all of them have various other movies, Dracula, Frankenstein, all of them. But, like, you know, we couldn't fit in people like The Invisible Man, The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, those are the two other ones. The Bride of Frankenstein. Like, there's a lot. And we want to get... It'd be cool to get to those, but we want to get to a lot of other stuff. Like, there's a guy, his name is John Carpenter, and he made Halloween movies. There's all this other... There's a lot. Yeah. There's so yeah. much to get through, so... And we only have one month, because we're not going to do, like it's spread yeah but i would say i guess just in the future potentially depending on how crazy we go if there's a busy month it'll probably always be october just because that's just yeah. like that's where we want to do a we lot get excited yeah that's that's yeah. the crazy one uh but what's going on in november november is back to bond um and we have pierce brosman on tomorrow never dies hyped good movie solid i've saw it recently like a year ago too and i was like this is dope. my this least is cool. watched bond. bond movie uh, i mean least really? watched pierce brosnan bond movie it, it's like i've seen it bond once went against steve jobs <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the whole movie, that's one way to put it um, and then quantum of solace uh and you know, it's our boy daniel craig i'm i'm what more do i need to say i'm already hyped yeah so that'll be a yeah. good time for sure uh, and this holiday season, holiday we're season. Uh, shaking things up. You know, we did, if you guys just checked them out, we did It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas, which I would say was the most unique stuff of our whole film set, just because yeah. it was, you know, older films, more focused and historical, I guess you would say, just because they're from the 40s and 50s. Uh, we're sort of doing that, yes and no, uh, but a little bit different this time. We're, we're 
we're going a little bit more Jewish too, because you know we didn't we talked we joked about it. It was like, oh, what about the Hanukkah movies? And I'm like, motherfucker, they there's no there's no Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares about the Jewish people, man. So we got one is Joy and Noel, which is a French World War One Christmas movie based on real events. It's actually like uh, the Scottish, French, and German soldiers during World War One stopped fighting for Christmas and actually celebrate Christmas together and then uh, don't actually even want to fight each other after Christmas because they've gotten to know each other a bit. So it's going to be a really interesting foreign film. Uh, a name that people would know that's in it would be Diane Kruger. Uh, she is in it, which is really good. Uh, I've heard about the story. Yeah. I, I've never seen the movie, but I know I've heard about that story. I watched this in high school. Uh, it was in my French class and it was in one of the, it was like the year when the French teacher I had just had us watch movies. So I forgot all the French I learned, unfortunately, which sucked ass. But uh, watching this, I was like, oh my God, this is like really good to the point I went to like either Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and bought like the used copy of it uh, that you can get for like 10 bucks or whatever. And uh, the other movie is one I've actually never seen, but it's a famous one. You'll know it as Fiddler on the Roof. I've actually seen this movie like once before. From the director, no, I fucking can't make this up. The director, Norman Jewison. Um, so, you know, that I, I, I can tell you everything you need to know there. But that'll be our Hanukkah movie because yeah. I was like, I don't want to make it a 20 minute episode on the Rugrats Hanukkah special. So we're going to do this. <laughs> I We joked oh about it because I had to look up hanukkah movies because i'm like i don't want to do the rugrats hanukkah special and i really do not want to do eight crazy nights with adam sandler that animated yeah. movie so i'm like could yeah. we is there something and this was one of the recommended hanukkah movies so i'm really looking forward to it because all the jewish movies you think about are always about passover prince of egypt ten commandments yeah. that is passover yeah. so completely different that's like a harder thing to really get around so we'll see how this goes yeah I'm interested. I'm definitely hyped. It's been, I, I probably saw it like in middle school or something. So it's been a, a minute, but you know, I get all the like filter on the roof jokes that they always make. Yeah. And then we got uh, our new year movie for next year will be another Sean Connery movie. It'll be the fifth film. Uh, you only live twice. And the interesting thing about this, I want to say is this is our last Connery movie before they switch to George Lazenby. Mm -hmm. And then like the following, I'll just say like February, we're going to get the last two Connery movies, which would be, um, Diamonds Are Forever, which is when he comes back. So that's a really, it'll be weird to see that transition because like You Only Live Twice is like, oh, this is the end of Sean Connery. And then you get on Her Majesty and all of a sudden diamonds are there and then it's Sean Connery again and you're kind of like, the fuck? What the hell? And then yeah. you get, uh, <laughs> I already forgot. I keep, never say never again. And you're like, oh, yeah. it's Connery, but it's not the other, it's a different studio. And you're like, what? The, the, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just doesn't makes all right we'll find out yeah so we'll this this will be a fun another bond new years um i don't know how many more bond new years we'll have we might have one more i'm not even sure but for yeah. sure we got this at least so it'll be a it'll be a good time there for sure and um, we have a couple other things if you want to talk about our short film specials yeah so we're doing uh we're gonna try to do some short film like you know just 30 minute specials maybe if they go longer but we chose a couple of them one of them is called white face by brian mcdonald he does this podcast called you are a storyteller master of the craft that i really adore part of a belief agency and it was an hbo special and it just did phenomenal it's apparently a really great film and i'm very curious about it 
and then we're doing curfew and I'm spacing the director's name. Um, but I just thought it was a very ideal short film. I saw it in, uh, for school one time, um, in college and it just, it's just, it's really well done. Like, it's just, it's one of those movies. It's one of those things that starts and you're like, all right, whatever. But then like it hits you. It, it's just, it's well done. So I really wanted to show it to you. And you chose, uh, Steven Spielberg's, uh, short film, uh, Amblin. Yes. And uh. that's because his studio is named Amblin. And I want to know exactly why it's so special that he would name his studio after it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. So some nice trivia there. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a, a packed year and it's going to be super awesome. A lot of reading. I'm also, you know, a big thing is that I want to try reading the scripts for as, if not the books, the scripts for these films, um, just for my own reference, we really want to tackle, you know, more on the, of course, director writers as we've been doing and, um, cast members behind the scenes, but also like really dig into some of these films and find like, uh, what we've kind of learned to be as like the armature, like the base what the film means and the importance of it. So we kind of want to have like a, a, a much more, I guess, intellectual discussion. Yeah. This is something you were pushing for, film. for it. So I'm like, it's going to be tougher for me just to try to get behind it. Not necessarily like do it, but try to understand it and actually dissect to find out these things. So it's going to be a oh. very interesting experience trying to figure it out. You know, it's, uh, I'm going to admit same here. It's not something I do often, but I think it's going to be a great way to practice and really get us to think a bit more. Yeah. So it's going to be challenging for us both. You know, although I do, you know, write stories and create stuff, I'm always learning and I'm always trying to challenge myself. So this is another big way of me trying to do that. And I'm fortunate to have you to try doing it with me. Yep. So. And we'll have another year of having new ideas of movies and then getting angry because, or frustrated, just like, oh, we have to wait till December of 2022 <laughs> to talk about them again and add to the list because... Like I said, 2022 is really hard to figure out this this for because we had like all these new ones on top of everything returning from 2021. Yeah. And for 2023, think of that again. 2021 movies, 2022 movies, plus now new ideas from 2023 movies and the ones we couldn't even fit into 2022. So it's just going to be like, <laughs> it's like Russian roulette. It's going to turn into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it'll, okay. be, it'll be fun. It'll, um, I'm really excited. There's there's so many. So many, I just can't. That's the thing about, the, the fun thing about the show, it just reminds us how many movies there are in this world. And even just from a single person, how hard it is to cover everything. And just like, yeah. but it's also great because it shows just like, we'll never run out. There's a lot to cover and a lot of different themes, ideas we've thought about that we haven't even had a chance to throw in here yet that we have to wait for because there's so much, whether mm -hmm. it's directors, themes, actors we barely even touched actors so like that's a whole thing too yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah uh it took us like hours before our first list took us minutes and then the second list took us like two hours yeah. to create so this was a uh, very thought out and very specific and it's gonna be i don't think it's gonna lose its excitement no definitely not i would say it should be a very interesting time for sure but but that's it. Yeah. That's our 2022 layout and our plan for next year. So we're excited for all of you to keep listening, keep checking it out. Uh, give us your thoughts and opinions. This is probably going to be the year the show launches on YouTube as well, since SciTalk is hitting YouTube. And yeah, keep an eye out for all of this content. We're trying new things, guys. We're, we're trying really yeah. hard. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, we don't need to do the... You guys already know us by now if you didn't listen to the other episode and then the next episode, but we'll... You'll hear more of us, of course, uh, in our normal 
speech because I realized, you know, we were trying to make this 30 minutes and it's like 40 already. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys in January with Mo Better Blues for episode 28. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> Thanks for hanging. So long.